Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Again, thank you to uh, Tyler and the Ragers for that intro yes. song. You gotta have more submission. energy after that. Right? Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's fucking go. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's uh, that's that one slaps. Um, we, I believe we have a, at least one more uh, candidate coming let's in. Oh, so baby, let's go. Um, Keep them pouring in. Yes. Yes, and like that type of music, you know what it does? Just gets me riled up. Just gets me oh, mad. No. I'm already, I'm already mad at you guys. So. Uh, oh shit! For what? <laughs> for disagreeing with me. Uh, I think he's. Wait, are you on my side? Yeah. Whoa. Well, no, well, on some things. I mean, as usual, I'm like kind of somewhere in between without a strong feeling. Mm. Yeah. You gotta pick a side, man. We're at war. Yeah, you do. Okay. Well, we'll get there. We'll get there. All right, we will get there. He's Switzerland over um, here. Ooh, they have chocolate. Shout out to our presenting sponsor, DraftKings Sportsbook. Get over to DraftKings Sportsbook. If you don't have DraftKings Sportsbook during football season, I just, like, question everything about you. Fantasy sports are so done. Like, fantasy sports are not a thing anymore. It is strictly sports betting time. I, I kind of agree. I kind of agree. I got to admit. Um, I am, like, jumping back into fantasy a little bit this year just because, like, some of my buddies made a league. And I'm like, oh, I want to be, like, in a thing with my buddies. Yep. Um, but Wait till week four, and yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. yep. and Unless then you I just forget like to set your team. lineup, and then you have to run a beer mile. Did you have to do that? <laughs> I still have to do it, but I did do the other you, part, the first part. When is it? When does that do? Well, the thing is, they're all up in Montana. Though I guess there's Weren't like four there of us here. I would be happy yeah. to facilitate the beer mile. <laughs> yes, yeah, the beer mile is not gonna be fun. No, I'll actually allow you to do um, one like two lap. Two block lap, and you have like since it's a four corner thing, you have a oh. beer on every corner. And they're like strict about it too. Like there's like I guess a specific list of beers that are allowed for beer mile. 
So, like, I don't know how it works exactly, but, like, a Coors Light does not work. Never heard of that, but... It's um, awesome. <laughs> Palisade Peach Light, I'm sure, works. What What do you mean? Why wouldn't light, like, the, like the most standard piss beer work? I think that this is actually, like, a real thing. Like, I think there's people who beer mile competitively. Yeah, I'm sure. And so there's rules where it has to be, like, it has to be, like, 5% alcohol or, like, this many calories or, like, I don't know how exactly they measure it. But there's rules. We gotta stop making everything into official competition. <laughs> yeah, especially our beer miles. Like every at this point, it's like we like we don't need sanctioned events for every single thing that people do. Yes. <laughs> Beermile.com is a thing. Oh wow, there's like records. Well, there's a website for everything, Henry. You do not want to raise Elizabeth Laster in a beer mile. <laughs> what are we what are we talking? Uh so she talking to your mic. Oh yeah, sorry. She's been running what? This looks like she has seven registered times, including one of six twenty-five. Her most recent. I don't think I could do six twenty-five with my electric scooter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, was, for a beer mile? Y- no, just a mile. Oh, wow. <laughs> just a mile. When it shows the standings, it even says like she chose a Bud Light Platinum. Never heard of it. Neither have <laughs> I. Um, anyways, all right, let's jump in. Um, so, I'll just I want to start right here. As practice ended, we did not agree on whether or not on who won the day. Um, Hank, I felt like originally was the most passionate about offense. Um, I came in and said, like, I think offense got it in the very end with the field goal drive. Zach, you actually never explicitly stated that you thought the defense won the day. Um, but you were certainly pushing back on the fact on the idea that the offense won. The day. So you know, one week mm-hmm. ago when we had our last debate and Ryan Green got us talking about it coming out of practice, yep. I feel like we should release our text message saying it, it was a little spicy. I liked it. Mm-hmm. We, we were going back and forth mm-hmm. with each other, pretty darn good. Uh, and yeah, Hank was pretty quiet in there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but in that text message exchange, I did say something like. Um, I'm not disagreeing with you. I just didn't like how offense won the day, power strong you felt about it. And so that's what I was doing. I was just giving pushback, pushback, pushback. <laughs> I so didn't feel I like was, I came in that strong with it. So I was, you I know, I said I had a draw until the final drive. <laughs> yeah, this is like a this is like a relationship argument. It's like it's not what you said; it was the tone. Oh, it's so exactly. God. You're you're pretty much 100 percent right. So then, of course, I had My to least present sentence in the world. I had to present the other side to that. Uh, but then, going through my notes when I was writing up uh, what happened today at practice, boy think i'm on defense mm. I, I think but i mean i gotta say in my opinion it was so close to a push but anything of more than like the offense slightly winning i'm not for okay well i mean i think that's where i was at is offense slightly wins and it did for me come down to the final drive which i have the notes here um a lot of white space again flip to the other page <laughs> well, that, that every was, third line those are my subheads I why would you put anything under them i do subhead scribble, scribble, subhead scribble, scribble, scribble. every subhead, line doesn't need a subhead <laughs> every two lines needs a subhead he introduces okay. every line line one <laughs> anyways i have this whole notebook it's not like i'm gonna finish it like i might as well use the space <laughs> i guess um okay See, we're just chippy. Broncos get the ball. Uh, 156 and a half, starting at the 32-yard line. Nice return by Montreal Washington, I assume. Yeah, it has to um, be. <laughs> uh, first play, 
is a slant to Jerry Judy, which is broken up by Isang Bassi. First yep. time we've said his name in a positive way. Yep. Uh, so uh, we had this debate. You were there, right? I On think... the sideline, the debate about what happened there? Yeah, I think, I think it, it was. It yeah, was yeah. A, a PBU or a drop yep. there. So glad I don't have people debating in my ears to distract <laughs> me. I got to say, I walked away from this one because I was like, I can't yeah. even. The ball. Okay, great coverage. Wait, someone said catch? No, 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 no. no, no, no. Uh, Whether it was a PBU or a drop. It's great oh. coverage by saying Bassey. Yeah. It hits Jerry Judy in the hands and the numbers and just pops out. Sang was there, good coverage, but it's not like Jerry caught it and then Sang Bassi ripped it away. No, it just went right through, smacked off his off his chest. What it looked like to me, and actually this is one where you guys probably had the better view, just having the like it Front. facing you. Uh, it just looked like to me like he reached around and got his hand inside of Jerry's hands and was probably just able to like knock it out. I thought it was more of like a contact thing, like yeah. a little pop uh, in the back. Yep, that's I, think, I didn't see a hand inside. Exactly. And so you got to catch those. And I yes. think the reason Zach left was because I said, Jerry should have caught it, but it was a PBU. Yeah. I think in the stats, it would go down as a PBU. Oh, man. A bad stat then. Well, it's just pass broken up. Like, you were there, and it caused them to drop it. But then I feel like that should be any time a defender's in an area, and it goes through well, the receiver's hands. If you hands. touch them. That's all it is, is a, a touch? A We're playing touch. flag football now? A, a, a pop. <laughs> but, I mean, it, that that doesn't really matter. You're right, Ryan. It yeah. was an incompletion to start the <laughs> Incomplete. <laughs> so we go to second and 10. <laughs> On a drop. Um, sure do. Slant to Kendall Hinton uh, for 10 to 12. Mm-hmm. Yep. Moves I the chain. Oja Moody in coverage. Okay. Uh, then it goes flat to Javante Williams for six yards. Um, then Jerry Judy on a slant. For three yards. Oh, wait. Was that a slant? Yep. It, it was. Okay. It was a slant. Maybe, yeah. Uh, for three yards, it was like he could kind of come across. Yep. It was, took a little more time. Then it goes. So we're now third and one. Yep. Mm-hmm. And the I, offense is 46. I hated the two play calls that came after this. Um, first one ended up in a throwaway. Yep. Yep. Which I don't know what Russ is doing. Um, just run the ball. Like, yeah. they brought three. Yep. And so he was just back there forever. Yep. First of all, when he sees three, run the ball. Yep. Like, and <laughs> first of all, it should have just been a called run from the start. You had three timeouts. Mm-hmm. I, I think that on these short yardage, because they were like going shotgun and short yardage, and it's like, well, that must be because they know running game doesn't mean anything. It, that's what I was going to get to at the end of this is it's so hard. Like, let's say, so they don't get it on third and one. It goes to fourth and one. Real quick, do, do you think in a real game Nathaniel Hackett goes for this? Absolutely not. No (laughs) chance. And that is kind of where my argument for defense actually Mm. winning today comes in. Mm. Okay. First of all, I think they run the ball on third and one. But the problem is you can't really tell. Like, it's almost a guarantee that the running back is going to get one yard unless someone just gets right through the line. Mm -hmm. Because... What like how are you gonna say he was down? Like the offense would be like he got it. The defense would be like he didn't get it. The right. you know. So I think that's why they didn't run it. And but just so thirty nine seconds left. So starting from there, we're kind of like abandoning reality, right? And that's why I'm okay with abandoning reality on the next play, which I don't know though because they they could have run the ball. They run they run the ball during practice all the time. But not, I haven't seen them run the ball in a short yardage move the ball once all. And all there's camp. only thirty nine seconds left. So that factors in as well. But they did have three times. But probably, yeah. So they probably run it. I'm curious. I'm starting to believe that Nathaniel Hackett might be like 
analytics just like let the analytics say like hey what what's the percentage um what is how does this change our win percentage because obviously the biggest swing is going to be if you score a touchdown um the other biggest swing would be if you don't get that fourth down and you give mm-hmm. them the ball you're you're giving you know mm-hmm. you're probably giving them three points almost automatically yep. um but the but i think your like your win rate if you score on that possession just goes up pretty significantly I, and I'm starting to believe, like, he went for that fourth and one, that Montreal Washington one, too. I'm just like, is he going to be a little bit crazy with the with the going for it? I think, I mean, not when it's like an easy equation, where it's just, are you going to pick it up? Because you punt it, nobody scores, same spot. And when you're at midfield, it's like either you're getting the ball first and 10 right there, or they're getting the ball first and 10 right there. So it's just like, is it better than 50% that you're going to pick it up? And I think it is. So I wouldn't be surprised. I don't. It's just so hard to say a coach would go for it there because it seems like a bad decision. I gotta say, analy- and I don't know this. I have to ima- imagine analytics say kick the ball, p- punt the ball away because you'd be giving them the ball on they yeah. on your forty six yard line, so they would already be in field goal range right there. I think the defense at that time had one timeout because the defense had already burned one timeout earlier in the drive, and that to me is a tied game just would not be smart to give them three points instead of just keeping a 0-0. I think Hackett's punting it there because otherwise you're also looking at a 71-yard field goal. You're not going to kick that field goal. What was interesting to me is they never even considered ending the drill there. Well, I'm pretty sure So Hackett, to me, it's Hackett, almost like they had told him you have four downs. Yeah, I think so. I think so. But I think that was because they weren't going to bring on uh, uh, Brandon for, for a field goal. And also... What would that have been? 70 yards? 71, yep. Yeah. And then also when asked about... Yep. Uh, well, let's just continue to go through the drive because I have okay. something that I think backs my, my point. Up. Okay. Um, very next play, they throw it again on fourth and one, which again tells you they just weren't running this thing. Mm-hmm. Um... And the defense goes was Ken- was four. They they had four linemen and they two linebackers close because they lined up under mm-hmm. center, I believe. Uh, no, he was in shotgun. All the on receivers are on. Oh the left. no, they lined up uh, under center and then the defense called the timeout and then they yes. came out. There we go. Uh, there we go. Uh, on, in the shotgun, it goes mm-hmm. to Kendall Hinton for the first down. Yep. Wasn't easy. Nope. I think it was third read. Um, got to it, which again just scared the hell out of me. I'm like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> throwing the ball here back to back time. <clears throat> Um, then he goes for, I actually have a gap in my notes. It was just pretty essentially an overthrow. Yeah. He goes for Jerry Judy deep, um, doesn't have it. And then they, I don't know what happens on the next. Well, so, so first and 10, uh, he just threw it. It looked like it was a throwaway Threw it about a yard over a receiver. Then he went to Judy Kendall Hinton there. Uh, yeah, and maybe it slipped out. It just looked like it was such a bad overthrow that I yeah. kind of gave Russ the benefit of the doubt there, but he did have him. Kendall yeah. had had a step. Uh, then the second and 10 with 16 seconds left. He went to Judy uh, with Bassey in coverage, and that mm-hmm. was incomplete as well. There's pressure. And then you have third and 10. Ball's on the 42-yard line. The defense is 42, so you could have a 59-yard field goal. Eight seconds left. You do have a timeout. A lot of coaches there, though, would say... I'm not risking it. We can't risk, you know, Russ running around and then throwing mm-hmm. the ball and the play takes nine seconds and then you just missed out on three points. You've got to trust your quarterback there. Yeah, and what Hackett said there when, when he was asked about, did you consider kicking the field goal? He said, 
well, this was practice. I wasn't going to just send Brandon McManus out. We we're going to have fun with this. So I think he kind mm-hmm. of took that approach with I the hate fourth that. and he one. He said too. Russ gave him a look, too. Uh, yes, he said Russ gave him a, a mean look that if he didn't go for it, he was going to be in trouble. Uh, and then he said, and, Power you know, dynamics. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And what we learned from Nathaniel uh, last week about these move the ball situations, uh, Nathaniel's in Russ's ear giving him suggestions. Russ is making the calls. So, I mean, Nathaniel hasn't tried to hide who has the power in these situations. Mm-hmm. And these aren't just first uh, the first quarter situations. These are the most important situations in a game. And it's I like think- a pitcher-catcher thing, right? Like Russ or like Nathaniel Hackett's the catcher. Russ is the pitcher. Nathaniel Hackett throws out a pitch. Russ can shake it off and go to the next one. Yeah, but this is then like even more so. This is the manager coming out to pull the mm-hmm. pitcher, and the pitcher just says, nope, and the manager just goes back into the dugout. And I think it's a, the first look into like what this offense is, where it's like Hackett runs the offense like it's the Hackett offense until you get to these last two minutes, and then it's like, Russell Wilson, you do your two-minute thing. And there's that separation. I would actually, and I totally understand why it works this way, I would prefer Nathaniel Hackett calling the plays even in the two-minute. Well, Nathaniel's already given up within two weeks. Not oh, yeah. not given up, but given him this power. It just shows you, I mean, and we're not shocked that Russ has the power. Russ, until today, has had the most power inside the building. We'll see if that changes. Okay, so they make the 48-yard field goal. And that, to me, mm-hmm. or so on the fourth, or on that eight-second play, they go to the flat, right, and get... They go to the sideline. Kendall Hinton makes yeah. a great catch, just gets his feet down as he's kind of falling to yeah. the ground, uh, and then they're able to call timeout if Kendall didn't go out of bounds. All right. So they pick up 11 there. So now you're looking at the balls on the 31-yard line with three seconds left. So they get the 48-yard field goal. Uh, and to me, it was like it, you said it well. You're like, I, that, that drive didn't do much for me. And it's like there wasn't anything special about it, yeah. but it, it accomplished the goal, which was go score at the end of the half. Like you'd like to get touchdown there. Um, but you also have to be smart about the way that you're going through that. You want to take time off the clock. You don't want to give them too much time. Um, and so to me, it's like, let's say there was an available, you know, or I, get, I mean, you could just, it was a tie game, you know, and they could have gotten seven points, but they got three points and that breaks the tie for me. And I mean, the 68 yards is a long way to go with less than two minutes. And it's like, it happens. And with Russell Wilson, it's on the table totally, but getting a touchdown there is tough work. Sure, yeah, and instead they go less than 40 yards there, Mm -hmm. Uh, but they do pick up some key things. I just think Nathaniel Hackett does not go for it on fourth and one, and then we're talking about in a real game situation, well, the defense wins this right here. Well, Russ also threw it away on third and one. Like I almost feel like that's unlikely to happen in that scenario. But he did that. I know, but I'm saying because he knew he had four. Potentially, but so what happens on that third down? I think he takes off. We just don't know think he takes off we just don't now one thing that really i was really impressed with on the offense today but specifically on that drive kendall hinton now when i was on that show yesterday where i almost made a a a crazy (laughs) i said that kendall hinton's going to benefit the most from tim patrick going down because kendall hinton i think is going to prove himself as being uh the dependable receiver because right now I think he's probably the guy that Russ feels like he can count on the most just to catch a pass, not to make an incredible play, not to go out and have a 100-yard receiving game. And today he came up and showed that. And uh, I think this was a huge practice for Kendall Hinton making the team. You brought up uh, that show. We actually have an exclusive with Alexis Perry uh, regarding Zach Gate uh, yesterday. Uh, If you didn't see the clip or watch the show yesterday, you have to go see it. 
Um, this was one of my favorite moments in show history. I will say, I don't think he should be nearly as mortified as he was, given the fact that like, I knew that we were over video and that there was a graphic coming and there was some beautiful scenic shots of the UCL training center. So as I'm reading my script, looking down, I just hear a little finger over here, just brushing the hair down. Honestly, didn't even register. I completely appreciated the effort from him. So... I mean, you know, Zach, I would think you'd be thankful that he would yes. get the straight hair He's out like of there. my brother from another mother, so I was just so appreciative of his help. But, yeah, it really wasn't a big deal. Oof, Ryan and Alexis coming through for me. However, if <laughs> my finger him. looked like that doing that, I'm even more mortified now. <laughs> I, um, <laughs> I, I saw Alexis today, and I was like, I'm so mad you didn't just bury Zach in that video. I wish I knew it was going to happen, because I would have texted her like at least pretend like, <laughs> like, like yeah like i honestly don't know what he was doing <laughs> like we were almost live and the fact that he would just do something like that i don't care and then if she was like i'm just playing like i needed that i yeah. i would have not been able to show up to practice <laughs> i wouldn't have been able to show my face <laughs> just thinking about that i'm sweating okay so speaking of I, we keep closing this door i'm so anti-closing the door I know. um so what ventilation is uh, yes, that's what, how we get the air conditioning in here. Oh, good. You missed it, Zach, but they had it open during bets. Spano walked in and just joined the conversation because he didn't realize they were alive. He didn't know we were alive. He started talking to us. I was like, hey, you want a microphone? You want to join the show? And he was like, you guys are live right now? <laughs> See, that's what was me yesterday. Exactly. Uh-huh. Uh, okay, so I don't know. If this was like a quarterback scoreboard, what would we have scored it? Um, quarterback, ah, so uh, 10 points. 10 points available, yep. Five and a half defense, five and a half offense. That's 11. Wow, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. Oh, man. Um, five and a half defense, four, four and, and a half, half offense. offense. Okay. I would have gone the other way. Okay. Still the half points? And yeah, I think a big reason is a couple of plays that we really disagree on. Um, and mm. maybe looking back on this, like, this would have made it a 6-4 win for the offense to me. The one that I'll I'll be the most passionate about is a sweet reverse that they ran to Jerry Judy, which was cool because they ran like um there was motion coming out of the backfield going the way of the reverse. And then as they snap it, he turns and Jerry comes around. So he gets like a lead blocker coming yeah. off the edge with him. And I hope there's video. I hope they have a video. There will be. Um, because... Jerry absolutely diced the defense. Like he got to the edge, cut all the way back, got all the way to the open field. And I would maybe be willing to accept that Pat Sertan got his hands on him on like the two yard line, 60 yards the other way, but no one got him before that. And so to me, I was like, that's a touchdown. Like that's a touchdown for the offense. Um, In a real game, like I'm assuming Pat gets to him at the very end and he just like extends the ball and gets a touchdown. You guys both, think it was like a 10 yard gain which is crazy uh, from my view yeah it, it was a 10 yard gain he probably picks up the first down and ryan welcome to training camp where every single run <laughs> looks like a touchdown <laughs> jerry was you, surrounded you gotta stop him at 10 yards got you know you don't stay you don't put a hand you don't touch these guys in they, practice they literally touched these guys on every play <laughs> not the wide receivers when they're doing that he would have been tackled within about 10 12 yards yep 
There were so, there were so many guys right yeah. there. I love the play design. Did you I hear the, the offense going nuts as they he broke it? They do that every <laughs> oh single my God. play. That's so, you're exaggerating so much. <laughs> they always touch him down. Always. They never don't put a hand on anyone except for the quarterback. No. Yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> if it was Javante, they would have touched him. Like in in terms of like the physicality. They do that on every play. There were two guys right in front of him. Yeah. And he did like a juke back, <laughs> yeah, and it's yeah, like yeah, they yeah, just yeah. kind of stood there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jerry was juking everyone out of their shoes today. <laughs> yeah. Like he had a sick one on the sidelines where he caught it, and like it looked like he was going to jump, uh, go, go out of bounds mm-hmm. and just like jump cut back. Mm-hmm. And That's one slow. where yeah. I do think he would have gotten by him. I'm so passionate about the fact that Jerry was housing that, re- that reverse. Now, do you think he's still housing the other one that we need to talk about? Yeah, and that one is more of just me like. Um, I don't know what the word is, like projecting. I'm saying like once he gets the ball in the open field, you're just not stopping him Um, one-on-one. Like I just don't think anyone can tackle him one-on-one when he's just running. Uh, Like he has too many moves. His bag is too deep that I was like, he caught caught that ball up the seam and it was just him and the safety. He was like, the safety was in perfect position though to tackle him. That's where it gets me is the safety was right there. And I actually don't remember what safety it was, but if it were the real Broncos defense, it would have been Justin Simmons right there. Justin's making that tackle. And it's probably worth noting that was Ojemudi on him because Sertan was sitting that one out. Not for like a good reason, but... It was actually, we need to talk about this. Okay. The entire... Third, and I didn't mean to uh-huh. cut you off if you want to keep going. Oh, no, 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 no. That the, was it. the entire move the ball period that, that we talked about was against yep. a backup cornerback group. Kwan Williams was not playing. Uh, Ronald Darby was not playing. And Pat Sertan was not playing. So the fact that it was that difficult for the offense concerned me a little bit. Now, How about let's talk about a backup wide receiver room other than Jerry. Other than Jerry. Yeah. You still had one starter. And uh, so to me, that that's still had me starters on the defensive line. Yeah, or? but you didn't have starters on. I mean, you 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 made it obvious that they were only throwing the ball, and he yep. couldn't. They couldn't dice up this backup mm-hmm. room, even though they were able to pick on OJ Mudia early in practice. He also had an interception, uh, and then for the second half of practice, you also didn't have these guys. So then it was yep. OJ Mudia as your number one corner. Yeah, what was Pat doing out? Did anyone ask? Uh, yeah, Pat is. <laughs> this is incredible. Uh, Kareem Jackson including today, has had two vet rest days, or as Nathaniel Hackett calls them and continues to call them, old, old days. man days. Yeah. Uh, he got for, asked about today and was just like, yeah, he's old. Yep, yep, he, he's old. <laughs> he's no old. one else has had a vet rest day except Pat Sertan got the second half of practice off just because. No, that's the Von Miller treatment, straight up. But that's what I'm saying, though. Yeah. Right. It's, it's showing just how yeah. good he is and how they don't need to see anything more and how he's ruining practice. Yeah, but that's legitimately what it is. They just don't want to say it because it's like putting down the offense a little bit or the receivers. But he doesn't need rest. He's just too good. That's what I'm saying. Ex- yeah. Exactly. They're yeah. saying that he is so good as a second-year player that they don't need to see any more from him. Also, I'm totally. sure Kareem, or I would guess Kareem, negotiated that into his contract. Probably every week or something. Which is why he gets it and no one else does. Yep, yep, because Hackett's yeah. kind of giving vet rest days to everyone to one out of every three days. Yeah. Um, Cortland, any update there? Not good. He's got a shoulder thing, according to Nathaniel Hackett. Nathaniel Hackett is, of the all the coaches I've covered, has been the most uh, non-discreet on giving information away, so he's going to be very 
uh, he's not going to give Coy. us. Yes, yeah. yes. Uh, and so the fact that Cortland Sutton was out there but not practicing in any of the team periods with the shoulder thing after smashing down on it really hard yesterday scares me a bit. Good news he was in pads, though. I was mm-hmm. going to say that. The fact that he put the pads on tells me it's not that bad. I hope. I hope you're right. I guess the first time I would be concerned is if he's not practicing against the Cowboys. And that's coming up. Yep, and I would just be like, okay, this is more than nothing. Right, Yep. exactly. Uh, A few other quick injury things. Ronald Darby not practicing today. He has a chest contusion, whatever that means. That's not good after he went down hard yesterday. Better than I guess it could be. A broken rib. He was really grabbing his wrist yesterday, too, so it could be something like that, but it's not. Greg Dulcich continues to just not take steps forward. He's on the side field. Uh, And then you have Any. He was on the side field as well. Uh, And I think that was everyone. KJ Hamler also on the side field Mm -hmm. today. So he and Dulcich. KJ anything? uh, No update. No update. Just Um, the same. Just step step forward and two steps back. Hackett did say Darby's day-to-day. He got asked a second time, and he said day-to-day. So just going back to the conversations we've had in the offseason, um gregory dulcich and billy turner i'm on like full full tilt panic mode 100 percent. billy turner looks like a robot out there because he goes out to practice he's not wearing pads or anything mm-hmm. and he has a sleeve on his right leg he has a sleeve and then a massive brace on his left leg he just i mean he looks like a guy that is not close to returning in my opinion yep yeah and until they're out there you just you have to like keep your expectation meter at zero. Yep. Yep. And so Calvin Anderson, we got to talk to him today, and he's taking every snap at right tackle. He's your right tackle until someone else shows up. Shows to, up. to at least compete. Like yeah. Tom Compton just to be like, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll take a few of these reps just to see what can happen. But right now, there's, there's nobody. Um, okay. Anything else that was debatable at practice? Mm, who was the interception so russell wilson mm. did throw a rare interception today uh he threw just pretty much a 60 yard bomb down the have right in camp like down three three or four yeah okay. not not many so that, that's why it was a rare interception he threw a deep bomb and when he released this thing i thought oh man someone's gonna be open because of how far this is and then oj mudia was just i mean he, it was like he was running the route he caught the ball in stride if he was a receiver it would have been an easy touchdown he would have just strutted into the mm-hmm. end zone and jerry judy was about what half a step back a full step back of oj mudia on that it was his fault who jerry's jerry's he completely and utterly gave up on the route before russ even threw it which is like maybe mm-hmm. i put a little bit more on russ for not noticing like oh jerry's not even trying out there mm-hmm. um but i think it's a learning experience for him what he needs to know is that Russ is going to – you're an eligible receiver until the whistle is blown. Yeah. Like, Russ is going to create, and you should be always ready because Russ bought a little time there, and I'm pretty sure Jerry was running a clear-out route, which is why he gave up on it. It's just like, yeah, this one's not coming to me. Like, I'm just supposed to take the safety off the top or, you know, the corner, you know, take a player out of the play. Um, and that's what I'm guessing is the reason why he wasn't trying on the yeah. route. But Russ just, like, buys some time and is like, oh, one-on-one on a post. Like, let's take it. Jerry versus Ojemudia. Like, this is a great matchup for us. And Jerry didn't even know the ball was coming for, like, a half second. And then he tries to make up the ground a little bit. Yeah. But it's just unacceptable. Like, and I get it. It's easy to say, like, it's just training camp. Like, who cares? But 
I'm hearing way too many things. Like, I didn't like what you said Hackett said about, like, oh, it's practice. Like, isn't mm. the whole thing, like, building habits in practice? <laughs> right, right, right. Um, so, I don't like, I don't like seeing that. Uh, there's another one that Jerry had on the sideline, which, again, is not, like, necessarily an effort thing as much as an awareness thing. It's just, like, you got to keep coming back to the ball. Like, he had one where Russ throws it to him on the sideline, and he just fades away from it a little bit, and that gives Pat Sertan a window to dive in there and get his hand. And it's just like, you got to finish every play, like, till the very last second. got to come back to that ball and make sure you get your hands out there so Pat Sertan can't knock it away. It was the full Jerry experience today because, yeah. in my opinion, he had one and a half touchdowns. Um, and <laughs> then – one and a half really bad plays. And then there, like, damn, dude, come and, on. And then there was one more extra thing, which I think just shines light on the full Jerry and Judy experience, like, like we're talking about, uh, was during a water break, typically, or not typically. Wow, is, is this an observation? Uh, I, I think it was too much going on. Everybody on that sideline saw it. It, okay. it, it was specifically a former player on the sideline that yeah. was really pissed about this that we were listening to talk about because what, what happened I, is... I feel like I know exactly who it is. <laughs> potentially. Uh, and so after, or during the water break, everyone gets their water with their position groups. And uh, who knows if they're actually going over football? Who knows if it's actually like an important time of coaching? But the coaches are also there with their position groups. And Jerry's over there smack talking with the defensive backs. He's the only orange jersey in that group of uh, defensive backs. And uh, then there was some John. It seemed like funny, but then it seemed like, okay, yeah. now we're actually getting serious into smack talking. And, and it's just like, just go with your group, you know, just, just be focused on practice right now instead of, you know, s thinking that someone knew the route you were going to run and that's why you weren't able to catch a pass. Then it was the first ball that hit the ground too. Yeah. Oh, the slot fade. Yeah. It was like it seemed like an option route between a yep. slant and a slot fade. Yep, exactly. And he ran the slant. Yep. And Russ threw the slot fade. Yep, exactly. Hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know. It, it's a constantly an issue with him. And you know, I think the word we've used in the past is maturity, and it just feels like it's still there. Like you kind of hoped Russ would come in, put him under his wing, and I'm not like panicking about Jerry Jude. I think he's still going to put up yeah. big numbers this year. But it just feels like he's one step away from being a pro. Right, right. And entering year three. You understand mm -hmm. that year one. Uh, but then also on the other side of it, you see the talent. And even though I do think he was going to be tackled on both of those, they're still really good plays. And, electric. And it, they, he's so electric, and you see it. And, Ryan, if they run that jet sweep four times, I bet he breaks at least one of those. And, and so I it's just it. because of how talented he is. <laughs> no, 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 no. Because they don't tackle him. <laughs> you just have to touch him. Just put your hand on him, and I'll give you it credit. Remind you, like when you're on the hill, and it's like the first three runs yep, of practice, exactly. it's just like, oh, my goodness, they keep scoring touchdowns. Like somebody next to you is just screaming <laughs> yeah, about it. Yeah. It's like, oh, no, they're not. You'll from my perspective, oh, shit, did I miss something? Oh, no. Yeah. No. No. It's just him running. <laughs> My observation is that um, it, fans, like, so I went over into, um, like, Alexis's tent, mm -hmm. catch some shade during a special Big teams time. period. Little, little flex. And Mark Schlereth was there, and Steve Atwater were there. And, like, they're just trying to watch practice, and they're just getting bombarded for autographs. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. I was just like, man. And, like, I, I understand, like, it sucks. It, it's such a bad position for them to be in because, like, if you say no, you're an ass. Right. Yep. And if you say yes, you don't get to see practice. Right. Like legitimately, 
um it, it, like steve at one point is like sorry i'm just not doing autographs right now and like i feel bad because i know he doesn't want to do that in his heart yeah. but he has to watch practice he has right. to go talk about right. it right mark mark on the other hand like missed the whole team period just <laughs> yeah. trying to be a nice guy yeah. and i'm just like god that's got to be tough for those that's guys. when you should have stood up and signed autographs for him yeah <laughs> i mean there was like a couple people who might have wanted my hey, <laughs> people who might have <laughs> best uh, most odd of the observation is that this kid came up and had mark schlereth sign his tupac shirt wow that <laughs> just is like, very odd it's like right next wow. to tupac's face <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> that is odd henry do you have one no we hadn't done those in so long I, I didn't think yeah. of one it's true all right uh on the other side i'll give what i had uh russ cooking today mm. uh but first want to remind you guys about the tailgate this weekend god it's gonna be sick yeah. Um, you gotta come if you're coming to the game like I'm telling you we said this yesterday but the best part of your game like this isn't necessarily true of the regular season but of the preseason I guarantee you, you will have more fun at the tailgate than you will have at the game not to <laughs> you know put down the game or anything but the tailgate's gonna be incredible you know all you can drink Breck brews all you can eat mile high city sliders uh, which is bringing their food truck onto mm. into our tailgate which is gonna be so cool uh, well you know we'll have bags out there or cornhole I call it both I'm not passionate either way. I don't get mad at someone when yeah. they say the other one. To me, it's like they're cornhole boards. Like, mm -hmm. I would never say bags boards. Oh, that yeah. feels weird. Oh, yeah. CHGO was getting after yeah, you Yeah, they came right? after me yeah, for that. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I, I'm fine with you calling it bags, but no one says get out the bags boards. Definitely not. No. 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 Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, we'll have that going. We have all sorts of other games. Can Jam, Beer Pong, Flip Cup. Uh, it should be an absolute blast. So uh, make sure you come to the tailgate. You can find um, the link to it all over our all of our socials. Uh, it's over on Eventbrite, so you can search DNVR there too. Um, but get signed up. Get signed up and come hang out with us at the tailgate. And then right after the tailgate, you can bet on Broncos-Cowboys preseason game. Under. You can bet on anything over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Take the under. That's one Ryan's giving you. If you want to cheer for the Broncos, you can take them a minus two. Or if you want to put down lines for week one, you can already do that. Broncos four and a half point underdog against Seattle. Is that what it's at right now over at DraftKings? Four and a half point fave. Four, yes, four and a half point favorite, of course. Uh, and I love just looking at these week one. You can already start getting in on week two lines right now. Maybe even dabble on the Jets game week two because Broncos, I think that line's going to go up even more after Broncos beat Seattle. But you can get in on all the lines over at DraftKings Sportsbook. And right now, if you use promo code DNVR, you can get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. Meaning if you place a bet and it does not hit, well, DraftKings will give you that money in a free bet so you can try to win that money back. So you pretty much have two shots at one bet. And up to $1,000 if you want your first bet over at DraftKings to be a big one. So download the app. Uh, head to the App Store now. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR when you sign up to get this can't-miss offer. That's code DNVR at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. And Brackenridge Brewery. Uh, you get to see them out at the tailgate, too. We're going to have a bunch of Brackenridge beers. That's one of those things where it's like, I think I know the details of the tailgate, but it's like, I'm going to stare at Ryan while I say this and make mm, sure I don't yeah, get cut that's off. correct. Yes, free Brackenridge <laughs> beers. Well, I mean, you got to buy the ticket to get in. But once you get in, free sliders, free Brackenridge beers. Can't go wrong. Who knows what we're going to have out there? I don't even think Ryan knows that. But Strawberry Sky, Vanilla Porter, the Avalanche, Juice Drop IPA, whatever we have out there is going to be incredible. Last, last time we had a whole bunch. There was like oh, yeah. seven different kinds, and yep. then there's the seltzers too. Who knows? I, we have I buckets full. Yes, I still want to try the the hard soda. 
I still haven't got my hands on one of those. Mm. Hopefully, we have some of those out there. But we'll what? see. Hard soda? Can we get the hard soda? Oh, uh, I think we I think we actually have someone here that so we can mm. just put that on Wait, ice. Wait, really? A little yeah. Tuesday afternoon drink for you, oh, Hank. Oh, wow. Especially if we maybe go to that Rockies Once game. you get into training camp, days don't matter anymore, so you can just have drinks every evening. It's very yes. true. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I got to explain that to my girlfriend. It's a training camp, training camp grind. Yep, yep. I had one too many... Um, tequilas on the rocks before i played my madden game last night <laughs> yeah, so that's what well. i got a little loose with the ball that's didn't what it was it, it, yeah i just made two really dumb throws and mm. otherwise it would have been a, a, a great game wow wow i'm sorry two pick sixes wow if you can't come to the tailgate you can still get breckenridge beers use the beer locator at breckbrew.com put in your zip code click on whatever you want to try and uh, it'll just pop up with a little map for you there you go all right what did Russ cook today? I went with Hamburger Helper. Oh. Are you not a fan? I love Hamburger no. Helper. I'm... I've definitely never had it. Um... So, I mean, it's the big thing is it's quick and easy. Okay. That was something that he did great today, right? Mm-hmm. He took the quick and easy throws, and he did it at a great rate. And all you got to do is just add meat. What do you do at the end? He gets a scoring drive. That was him adding the meat. And so that that was that was the meal. I haven't had hamburger helper since I was like a little kid, but I used to love it. It's like pasta and and ground beef, like with like a cheese sauce. It's delicious. Yeah, Henry. Uh, I'll go with um. Damn, I'm trying to think. Like a it's it's some sort. Of, we'll go chicken Alfredo. Chicken Alfredo. It's kind of similar, just a different meat. And I mean. Uh, just uh, not as easy. a little bit classed up. Yeah, not as easy. We'll call it just better. But um, yeah, I mean, it's a uh, it's Alfredo. It's good. It's solid. Like it's it's pretty hearty. It's not like super hearty, but it is enough. Like a nice filling meal. It has the different pieces. We'll throw a couple of pieces of broccoli in there too. Um, hmm. Yeah, nothing nothing all that flashy about it, but just a nice solid good dinner that you can get excited about. Yeah, that's, that sounds pretty good. I'm gonna go with Trader Joe's sells these madras lentils that uh, they come like (laughs) pre-made. They're supposed to have a nice little sauce to them, lentils. You cut a little top, a little hole Mm -hmm. in the top, put it in the microwave one minute. So like Ryan said, quick and easy. You also take a frozen pack of rice, throw it in the microwave, then you pour the lentils over the rice. I love beans. I love lentils. So I'm always so excited for this meal. I dump the lentils on top of the rice, uh, and then it just underwhelms. The flavors oh. just aren't there. Oh, uh, you probably need to add salt to that. I think I think you probably do, but it's like it's supposed to have all the seasonings in it. But then it just it disappoints me. But at the end of the day, it fills me up. It lasts for a long time. But when I take a step back, I'm like, man, once again, just a little underwhelmed by that Mm. and so that that's kind of how i felt today and how i described it to to you guys before the pod was russ russ's day in my mind was 80 percent completion which is fantastic 205 yards for a game zero touchdown yes 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 i'm guessing uh zero touchdowns one interception so it's like wow one thing was really good but the rest is just like uh but then they did i guess win the game with that if we're gonna go off the final drive all right that's not a meal, by the way. Lentils over rice. It's been a, That's my, a side. It's been my dinner for a couple of nights. <laughs> need some need some protein in there. Um, I guess there's protein in there. Yeah, there, there's a, there's a little protein in the lentils. Fair enough. Yeah, I know exactly like the type of frozen food you're talking about. 
always got to add salt and probably some hot sauce on yep. top of that. Yeah, yep. yep. you're right. You're right. But I'm always fooled because it's like ready to go. Looks good. Yep. Yep. <laughs> also, did you say microwave rice? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the Wait, only way to do it. Have you not been exposed to this yet? That's what rice makers are for. Why don't you have a rice maker? maker. I'm not that getting seems a rice very maker. Sophisticated. How long does that take? Everyone has a rice maker. No that's way. not true. No yeah, that's way. not true. That Gail. just means you Gail. have. It. Do you have a rice maker? Of course not. Oh, yeah. you guys are living in the goddamn Stone Ages. I, I'm not saying that you're like not sophisticated for having it. It's just I don't think it's as common as you think. I thought that was just like everyone has a microwave, everyone has a rice maker. Uh no, 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 no. Oh, Zach no. doesn't have a microwave either. So. <laughs> I also don't have a microwave. Oh wait, no, you just said microwave rice. You're back yeah, on the microwave. Yeah, I do I do have a microwave now. It's uh it's not my kitchen though. Well, so. my rice has less poisonous rays in it. <laughs> it's probably I, true. Is that true? I don't know that they uh, stick. That's what Zach said when he was anti microwave <laughs> wow. for a couple weeks. <laughs> wow. I, I still never stand in front of the microwave because I'm not sure what rays are coming oh, from. Oh my god. Okay, have I told I did tell you guys about the day where my my microwave went without the door closing and so i was like trying to figure it out and i got blasted <laughs> and it was How like it's all here dude? that makes sense i well i mean i don't think that's like a quick thing oh it's i think that's term. like a long term something goes wrong but but i realized because i was just like looking in it i was like wait this isn't supposed to happen the microwave is on and <laughs> it's rotating on. like this is crazy I, I was gonna yell like hey Lexi, look like and i was like no you gotta shut this thing and <laughs> i got a solid poison. five ten seconds to just Bang. Okay, wow. so a couple things here. One, that I'm pretty sure that's a wives' tale, the standing in front of the microwave okay, thing. Okay. Um, two, still not Did you it. guys know that new microwaves, like you can put tin foil in them? No way. No way. Yes. Mine's fairly new. If I try this, this is a trick. So I'm not like this is a Anti this, like I, I'm like I'm just not gonna take my chances with this. Yeah. But there was a whole debate. Um, some I'm not gonna put them on blast. Someone that works at our company posted in our slack channel like hey can i microwave this and it was like the chipotle bowl with like the tin thing <laughs> and i was like absolutely not yeah. what are you crazy yeah and then a bunch more people chimed in and they're like no that hasn't been like that since like the 90s you what? can like it's not gonna it's not gonna blow it up if you do that that feels like a trap <laughs> that really feels like somebody's what I was like a trap um one time as a kid i took a, a chip bag and emptied it so it's just the bag of a chip you put it in the microwave for, shrinks. I don't know. Yeah, and it shrinks so tiny, Whoa. and it's, yeah. like, super thick. Yeah, it's really cool. There's also, like, microwaving microwave. grapes. It makes, like, plasma, like... Oh, it, like, really? spreads out. No, it, like, sh- like shoots out. <laughs> oh, wow. In the off-season, we got to have, like, a microwave day. Yeah. Some microwave show. Like, cook up a microwave in the parking lot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, it can end with an explosion. We need one from the 90s, and we need a new one. See Ooh. what happens. Um, once again, one-on-ones, completely irrelevant. Salbert beats Justin Simmons. Wow. <laughs> but... I could watch the Jerry Judy Patsertan one on one matchup all day long. Like that's the yep. only thing that I get out of it. And it's only because Patsertan is so good mm-hmm. that even when you give him a massive handicap, he still hangs with Jerry Judy. It's incredible. It, it yeah. took a perfect throw. Yep. Like it was to that back pylon, like down the field. It took a perfect throw to And it was a there. triple move. I was Jerry gonna... stuttered off the line, went to ten yards, stuttered again, and then went. And I was like, "There was no way there's enough time for that in real life." <laughs> and 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 that's what I was. I, I feel like Jerry isn't getting enough credit for the move he put on because yep. he did get a yard of separation yep. after that second move. And then credit to Pat, he was able to catch up to pretty much be uh-huh. on Jerry's right on his back when the ball came. And then it was a really good throw. Perfect throw. But I mean. 
most of the time, Jerry's going to be a lot more wide open after making a move oh, like yeah. that if it's against any other corner. It was just too much stuttering, like in my opinion, right, for right, if, it, right. if it wasn't one on ones. It was still great route, great catch. Yeah, um, he doesn't get any, he's not getting any credit for the catch. Of course, if he dropped it, you know, he'd be getting buried. <laughs> oh boy! Uh, um, and that was round two. Round, round one. Two. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Pat just did a classic Pat Sertan swap. Just the, hilarious the swap. to watch. The cool thing is, like, it was a back shoulder ish throw that I was like, oh, Jerry's got, yeah. like, he's got eyes on this. He's gonna make this catch. And then out of nowhere, just Sertan hands. Sertan just, like, get that shit out. It was honestly like Sertan was, knew exactly what was going to happen. He's like, I'm just going to wait for the last second to make a play on it. And he did. Yep. All right. I wish uh, there was a third. I know. Break the tie. They were standing there for, like, three reps on the other side, and I was like, come on, (laughs) give it to me. (laughs) (laughs) We should just get ten of those in a row. Oh, I wish. Well, it was. They did one-on-ones by popular demand, according to Hackett, so... Maybe if we can get enough popular demand for only oh. Jerry and Pat Sertan one-on-ones, he'll do it. Yes. Practice by popular demand. Interesting strategy. <laughs> it is interesting. Um, at least they only do it for like five minutes right. tops. Yep. Yeah. And that's um, exactly what he said. He said, we're going to do it for a very short period. And, and pra- popular demand definitely by the wide receivers. And uh, Russ. There's no way the defense would be asking for this. This blew my mind, Ryan, because I completely agree. Nathaniel Hackett said the linebackers were the ones that wanted this, which is just like... There's only like three of them anyway. What? Like, which yeah. one was it? Who did it? The yeah. linebackers actually held their own today. Yes, they, they did. They did. They're <laughs> the only ones who don't have to worry about deep routes. Maybe the linebackers wanted it so that their corners got burned, so then they eventually look better mm. in coverage. They should run that red zone corner route from Madden on them. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that no. one will never cover that. <laughs> nope, they certainly won't. Both times they've run one-on-ones, the offenses wound up winning practice. Like I wonder if there's something to like Confidence. a little spark after yeah. after beating up on the defense a little. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean that's what former players have said on the offensive huh. side is why they like it. Uh, is it just it builds confidence, but it also builds momentum going into team periods. Huh. I feel like Pat Sertan is so good that like even the offense respects him at like a higher level than to like talk smack to him. Right, like, right, like right. I was actually I was just listening to a podcast about how like you don't. Um, it was a hockey player talking about how like you weren't supposed to hit Gretzky. Which is one of the craziest things yeah, to me. Yeah. yeah. Like he was just like on that plane. He was just like, yeah, like even if you're like a big defenseman, like don't hit Gretzky. Wow. And I mean, what would happen to you if you did? Yeah, you'd have to fight. Back in the day, yeah. you get mugged. Yeah. So it was just like that's so crazy. But that's almost how I feel. It's like you don't talk smack to Pat Sertan because you already know how good he is. Like yeah. Jerry, after he made the catch, I totally expected him to like do something. Yeah. 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 He just walked back. Yep. I was like, wow, dude, they're <laughs> yeah. they're afraid of talking. Not afraid, but like. They know it's just dumb to talk smack to yeah. him because he owns you like yep. 99% of the time. Yep, exactly. And what a fun matchup, Bama on Bama. All right. Uh, we actually have to toss to Zach and Sports for an update. Uh, let's, do we have the? Do we have it? Oh, oh boy. Well, <laughs> right after the first incompletion of practice today, the Broncos ownership changed at 11.38 a.m. Denver time, 12.38 Central time. The NFL owners uh, voted to agree to the purchase of the sale for the Walton Penner Group for the Broncos. What does it mean? Let's toss it back. Thanks, Zach. Um, it means basically nothing. Uh, like, oh. like, we already knew all this was coming. We've already done the whole like Walton wow. Penner podcast. Um, nothing really changed today other than 
a bunch of billionaires said like, yep, we'll allow that billionaire into our club. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. And did you hear? So Goodell then introduced uh, the, the group and it was the Goodell. three of them. Uh, yes, exactly. That's what I was going to say. Rob Walton, is that a power move? Oh, I hope wow. so. So that he introduced, uh, or he thanked, the very first thing Rob Walton said after uh, Roger Goodell introduced him was he said, uh, thanks to Roger Goodell, Commissioner Goodell. He doubled mm. down on it too. Oh. Yep. He knew, he, the, the reason I don't think it's a power move is because I felt like when it came out the first time, he yep. said, ooh, that didn't feel right. <laughs> Let me try that again. And then it came out that way again. <laughs> um, it, it would be a dope power move though. I used to do that to my wow. sister's boyfriends. By the way, my sister's five years older than me, so these guys were, like, much older than me. Like, um, their name would be, like, Andy, and I would call them, like, uh, Randy or something <laughs> and just see how long I could do it until they until they corrected me. How long did it take? A, a long time. I bet it yeah. did. I'd be like, hey, but Randy, you want to play video games with me? <laughs> Usually my sister would be the one to right. issue the correction. <laughs> That's amazing. You sound like a great younger brother. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Definitely trying to make their life uh, <laughs> difficult. Um, okay. Uh, anything notable said by the uh, the Walton Penner group? I was a, a a little, I guess not surprised, but they did each of each all three of them. So Rob Walton, Carrie Walton Penner, who was Rob Walton's daughter, and then her husband Greg Penner, all spoke about the Bolin family. Um, which I thought I thought was a very good move, a very good PR move. Uh, but I wouldn't have been surprised if they had never mentioned them mm, and yeah. just said we're doing it our own way. So I think it was very classy that they did do that. Do you think they keep the Bolin names on the buildings? So like the Paul D. Bolin Field House, the Pat Bolin or Pat Bolin Field House, yep. Paul Bolin Center. I think Man. they do. They I bet they keep Pat Bolin. Do you think they build a new building on the premises that they could the name after themselves? <laughs> that's the thing. Is someday they will. Like those things aren't going to be there forever. Oh yeah, it's probably, probably like build a whole new facility years. eventually. But yeah, I mean, I think they do. There's no reason not to. At some point, that's going to become valuable real estate to build houses on. Yep. They'll sell it for that. Yeah. And then go build the in a cheaper place where they can put their facility. Because when they put the practice facility there, it was for that exact reason. Super cheap to put all that yeah. land there. Yeah. Now there's houses. On every which side of it. Yep, and that's what I think happens, is when they move the stadium out by the airport, which I think happens today and they were asked about, um, I think they're also going to move their facility True, out definitely. there too, and then you're not bringing the names over. No. Your, yeah. your field yeah. house, you can leave that where it was. Yep. By the way, a lot of people calling me Ryan Penner. You have a similar wealth as well. Yep. yep. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so what they said, they were asked about one of the few questions they, they asked and answered uh, was about the stadium. And Greg Penner said, and power field at mile high is a world-class stadium. And then went on to say, we'll evaluate all of our options. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a world-class stadium, no. but it is a class stadium. It's, 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 class. It's, it's class. It's class. It is it class. Some class. It's yep. just not world class, but it is in some sort of class, um, and it's just good enough, and that's why it doesn't need to move. And you yeah. know, I thought it was very interesting. The Broncos released their own ownership hype video, yes. which is about a minute forty long. And Nothing was, gets me more hype than just like old, rich, white guys. <laughs> <laughs> and especially when there's a lot of pictures of the stadium involved. Intentional? Or did they just not know what to put? So they were like, what? What are, stadium the, the flat oh. irons uh, yeah. stadium uh, yeah. sunsets the horses Rob Walton <laughs> Greg Benner yeah I wanted them doing like the um, 
You know how they have the draftees do like the little hype video and like the ESPN thing yep. at the combine? Oh, yeah. They spin the football. They should have had um, Rob Walton spinning a stack of 100. Oh, that would have been great sign and checks yeah, like in slow like Making it rain. <laughs> that would have been tremendous. <laughs> I can't even imagine pitching that to that guy. It's like, oh, hey, Rob, yeah. so here's what you're going to do. Yeah, yeah, We're going to yeah. get on this rotating, like, spinny <laughs> thing on the ground. Just just toss some $100 bills up there. <laughs> they put a picture of Robert or Roger Goodall on the floor, and he's just Goodall. making it rain on Goodall's face. <laughs> By the way, we have to just keep make that a thing. Yes, it's Roger yes. Goodall now. Yeah. It's Roger Goodall. <laughs> that's, what, that's what Bobby calls him. That's what I call him, too. <laughs> Bobby Robson. Robson? Robson, that's his name. Really? Yep. Robson Walton. <sighs> So Isn't that something cheap. else? <laughs> my my favorite part of the day was Jerry Jones saying that he's always looked up to the Walton family. Mm, like wow. does that could not add up anymore? Like Jerry Jones is a person who who is his idol? The guy who started Walmart. Yes. Like we're just all in on like the Walmart family. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's very true. Uh, one more thing. Actually, a couple more things. Uh, it was it was interesting when Rob Walton was talking about. He was asked, "Okay, you have a head coach here. That's a new head coach. You have a new quarterback here." You have uh, the question, person asking the question said, you have a first-time general manager, actually second-year general manager. Uh, but he was asked that and said, you know, what do you think of this? And Rob Walton said, well, when we got into this process initially, we thought we may have to inherit a team with no head coach and no quarterback, mm-hmm. but they've done a good job. So what that tells me is the team was put up for sale actually after they had hired Nathaniel Hackett. But so obviously he mm-hmm. was in the works with this for a while, yeah. mm-hmm. and uh, he probably thought like, well, when it goes for sale, I'm just going to save 4.65 billion, and they're going to accept it. And so this was a slower process than he thought. Mm, interesting. Mm-hmm. All right, all right. Um, one more thing, they they mentioned that they were interested in buying the Broncos <clears throat> 10 years ago, and had some initial conversations about that. Now then they were asked about it again and they said oh no they were just like you know inquiries and conversations they never talked to pat about it because at that point pat wasn't involved in the organization anymore but they've had their eyes on the broncos specifically for a while so then it kind of shines a light on another quote that they said they said the broncos are the only sports organization that we uh would have purchased interesting yeah Mm -hmm. and again like that's something you're going to say like that just sounds good but with everything else i buy it saying like the abs are the only (laughs) well (laughs) clunky has an empire yeah like like, they could have that too we buy an nfl team though like you're it seems like the kind of thing you say like this is the one team that i've always wanted but i do kind of believe it yeah. I, I believe it too because yeah, ties. I think it was totally. kind of a slip of the tongue saying that they were interested in it 10 years ago because then when they were asked about it again, he really backed yeah. off and kind of said like, oh no, it was just very initial Imagine in- just inquiries. having a casual conversations with <laughs> right. other billionaires. Like, oh, we might be down to buy the Broncos. <laughs> right, right. right. <laughs> uh, and then an interesting thing is, Ro- I think it was Rob Walton who said this. He said Carrie and Greg live in Colorado. And then he said he has a house in Colorado, but he said they live in Colorado. So we never we're never questioning this before, but it's going to either be Greg Penner running it day to day or Carrie Walter Penner Walton Penner running it day to day or both of them potentially. Interesting. And they're all going to live on the Walton compound in Cherry Hills. Probably. Yep. It's crazy. Um, all right. Let's give a shout out to the American Raptors. Head on <laughs> down to Infinity Park at Glendale um, where the games are free to watch the American <laughs> Raptors and the beer isn't free. But the fact that the game is free saves you, like, just helps your budget for yep. what you have left over for beer. You can drink beers out there. 
spend some time in the sun. I have been doing that every day. I know you guys haven't, but uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> I've been spending a lot of time in the sun, as you can tell from my tan. And also, like, that's just proof that I've been spending more time in the sun than you guys. <laughs> the um, burn on half my face doesn't do it for you. <laughs> I'm not seeing it. Well, um, it went away today. You could spend time in the sun over at Infinity Park with your kids. Um, hang out with them. Watch some great rugby. Rugby, again, even preseason football doesn't, like, fully satiate the football craving. Rugby might actually do a better job. Mm. Um, just because you get to see, like, big hits and, like, you know, just so much aggression and contact. So and that's what we love. We aggression, do. aggression and contact. Actually, probably not any aggression and contact in golf. Maybe the one sport where that's like... You make an aggressive move at the ball right before you contact. Okay, it. okay. You definitely make contact with the ball. So you can do that. <laughs> and you can also win some really cool packages via their Dream Golf Vacation Raffle, which includes stay and play packages at Wailea Beach Golf Course in Maui, Whistling Springs, a Naples Golf Tour and Palm Beach Golf Tour, as well as a $5,000 gift card to Bandon Dunes. So anyone that's interested, you head to coloradogolf.org to get your tickets and all the proceeds go to two really cool organizations in the community. So check them out at coloradogolf.org to get your tickets. There you go. All right, let's jump into the comments on the website. And as we're pulling those up, just super quick, we're having some issues with the website now. So if you're not able to, to access the website, just know that we're working on it right now, as I'm not able to access it right now. So oh, you guys are going to have to read so some comments. I'll take us through. Also, make sure that you're subscribed to this current YouTube channel around. We're also having, having a lot of technical issues that we'll obviously work through. But preseason for us, too. Nothing um, stops us. Though. Yeah, we, exactly. We'll get live. But it'll if you, know, if you had uh, alerts and all that stuff set up, make sure you get it on this current YouTube channel that we're on. Hopefully, we'll be back to their one soon. But you'll always want this one as well. All right. First comment, unsurprisingly, comes in from Denver Rivals. who says, hey, guys, thanks again for playing my song submission. Hope to hear it a lot more in the future. I also hope to see you all on October 15th at our Rivals Cornhole Tournament at Green Valley Ranch Beer Garden. <laughs> Sounds pretty fun, actually. Well, why isn't it a bags tournament? Good question. Ooh. Times and registration will be released soon, but I'd love to see the DNVR fam there. It's finally able to make it to camp today, and I agree that the defense really showed up. Russ delivered a bomb, and Sutton made a catch. I was able to get Simmons, Kwan Williams, and Kareem Jackson uh, signature. I was able to give Ryan Green a shout-out, too. Got a cool down after such a hot day. Excited for Saturday Broncos football, y'all. Uh, y'all rule and support Denver Rivals. Heck yeah, I'd love to hear that. Thank oh, you so much for the now. support, Denver Rivals. I, I'm back. Wow. I, I'm back, baby. Uh, and uh, yeah, it sounds like you had a great day out there, and I agree with you. Defense. That, he's talking about yesterday. Looking good. Okay. Coach Tobin says, I'm inspired. Quick story. Seeing what DNVR has blossomed into, I've decided to start my own business here. What do you all do on the daily and seeing, or what you do on the daily and seeing how hard you work and where you started? It's truly inspiring. It made me think, why not me too? It's going well, and I'm truly grateful to be able to hear the pod and feel like family. Just know what y'all do flows to the listeners in many different ways. Also, who wins the punter battle? RK, keep pun- put- keep putting pen to paper. It's the best way to do it. Hell yeah, it is. Congratulations, <laughs> Coach Tobin. That's yes. so cool. To yeah, that, that is so cool. And, and just stay with it. Um, like the most important part of a small business and starting a small business is surviving. Just do whatever you have to do to survive. There are no Um, tough times here. What are you talking uh, about? Yeah, there were were absolutely (laughs) tough times here. Uh, And and they say like, if you survive four years, then you, you know, you can survive forever. Um, So that, that's the, that's my big advice is like, put your head down, do whatever it takes 
you know, uh, to make sure that you get over that four-year hump. There we go. I love it. SD Bronco 93 says, can't wait to see all you guys in London. Got my tickets, got my flight. Just need the location of the pub we're going to meet. Non-quick football-related question. What's the longest you all have been on a plane for? A flight from San Diego to London is 10 and a half hours if it's nonstop, and I absolutely have no patience, LOL. I have no clue what I'm going to do. That sounds like a dream for me. A 10-hour flight? Oh, the longer, the better. You're what so the weird? The long, yeah, my fiance thinks it's crazy. <laughs> no, but everyone thinks that. I you like just, enjoy sitting on a plane? Yeah, I love the Look experience. Look how small he is, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that would do it, wouldn't it? He's like, yeah, oh. such a comfy seat. <laughs> so much leg room. Unless it's Frontier, then it's really not comfortable. Uh, that's yeah. the only way I don't to go think to we'll Montana. be flying Frontier to London. Uh, yeah, that's probably oh, a good point. How long is, if it's, so he said 10 and a half from San Diego. So you, what, do you take off two? It's eight and a half for us? Yeah, I think it's about eight. Eight round or eight nonstop. Doesn't matter at all. Nonstop? I think so. Oh, sorry, Zach. <laughs> yeah, you get to see a new airport. Yeah, yeah. it's true. It's true. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm super excited. Also, you guys forgot to ask me about the plans after yesterday's pod. So I know I we know. did. Well, you know, no, no, no. You ran yes. off to go do a podcast hit. Oh, yeah. I yeah. actually did yeah. four podcasts. Exactly. Ooh. And so while you were doing your four podcasts, we went over and asked Dre, and he said, What? There's plans? Yeah. He's like, I don't know. Uh, that's just him being a little like he like whines about those things. <laughs> oh my goodness! He probably knew and just didn't. Yeah. Wow. Um. All right. He's that's the it. longest flight you've ever been on. Uh, I went to Israel from Philly, so Denver to Philly, Philly to Israel. I think it was twelve hours ish from Philly to Israel. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it was nine. Yeah. I went to Scotland when I was in kindergarten. I'm not really sure how long the flight was though. Okay, good. I imagine it wasn't straight from good Montana. Note, good note. I I thought my longest was <laughs> was 16 hours. Google's telling me it's an 18-hour flight, but I think that seems too long. I went from Beijing to Chicago. If you just go the other way, you would, <laughs> Probably. It would be short. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I I didn't mind though. Like the longer the flight, the more they hook it up. That is one thing I'll say. That's like very oh, true. I had a TV with like yep. unlimited okay. options of things to watch. They brought me at least two different meals. Yep. Um, so that that was good yep and uh if you're over 21 henry you may even get some alcohol on this one. Oh wow, wow. <laughs> oh you don't want to open that can of worms uh nash bronco says my comment about the offense doing well yesterday was based on a collection of tweets i saw throughout the day while at work obviously i need to pay better attention lol it's hard to tell with the tweets yeah um i'm uh hoping the offense can bounce back today but honestly if this is the year of the passing game development with a strong run game good defense that keeps us in games i'm fine with that but for only this year, I really want Russ to shine here. Uh, there's not betting on pro fishing yet, but another sports book that shall not be named, good job, uh, <laughs> recently became partners with one of the big leagues, so I think it's on the way. Mm. There's fantasy fishing, oh um, which is uh, <laughs> actually pretty cool and has less to do with luck than you might think. Uh, since you guys wanted me to say something controversial, here you go. Chili, Colorado is better than pork green chili. Chili is still better overall. What? Green what is still better overall. What is chili color? Chili is that, is color? that red chili? How do you not know? Well, I assume it must based be on the translation of Colorado, color red. Right. Uh, chili mm. Colorado mm. would be. Look at this. Chili. Nashville Bronco, our guy, is more cultured about the chili in Colorado wow. than we are. I don't do red chili. like, And it has nothing to do with the fact that it's not delicious. It's just so inferior to green chili. It's a beef stew. Okay, so yeah, essentially. Yeah, I view them very different. Um, so you're saying he's saying it's like a it's like 
pork big green beef chili, chunks. but it's like beef red chili. Yeah. Yeah. I typically, if I'm having a bowl of chili, it's red chili. If I'm smothering that's something. That's like a whole other type of chili. Like I'm talking about red chili as in like red sauce. Oh, no, I would, I would always go green sauce. But in this case, it's like pork green chili, beef red chili. I would but not like, like beans and all that so stuff. Confused. I would love to try it. I'll say that. Of course, I'd try any chili. I will say like sometimes I'll do the Christmas style mm, where you get red like and that. green. Yeah. Oh. It's good. I'm so they hungry. They call that Christmas style? That's... Yep. Makes okay. sense, you know, red yeah. and green. Yeah. 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 Yep. Those are Christmas colors. <laughs> the big D says, okay, okay, okay. First of all, I have a weird different definition of an athlete. I don't call sports people athletes. It's specific for people that compete in athletics for me. However, by most people's definition, an F1 driver would fall into that category of an athlete. They're hyper fit, all of them. They have to be. They have to do a lot of training as much as most sports, specifically on their neck, but also all around cardio and strength too. The G-force they encounter in the cars is insane. Most people pass out driving around 5g drivers are insanely talented and fit and the crash is to be over 50 g's he says netflix has done a great job with drive to survive for what it's worth you guys should give it a go if you're vaguely interested in f1 or motorsport highly recommend <laughs> on to sir lewis hamilton who calls colorado his home now and has for some years his other houses he cut he classes he classes as vacation houses london new mexico monaco new york but at New Mexico, <laughs> I was thinking of green chili. Uh, yeah. But his place of residence is Daybreak Ridge Road in Bachelor Gulch, a gated community near Beaver Creek. Sorry, Lewis. You just doxed uh, wow. Lewis <laughs> Yeah, wow. holy cow. What Peace time out, should fellas. we all meet there? <laughs> Peace out, fellas. Loving the show more than ever these days. You three are great together. And sorry for the long comment, the big Tabowski. Uh One thing about tomorrow, he's the only one of the ownership group that is not mm. going to be there. Yeah. One o'clock press conference. Yep. What? Oh, is it public? That's yeah. yeah that's oh, okay. yeah. We got the email. Wait, did you was... know that? Yeah. Oh my goodness, he didn't even <laughs> tell me. I was gonna tell you when I saw you oh, today. We right were here. <laughs> but uh, also, everything he said about F one drivers also applies to astronauts. Are they athletes? No, because um, they don't play a sport. And neither do F one drivers. <laughs> wow. Arvada Luke says, fellas, RK, I know a clever buff like you has been uh, slow playing us with the X as a Roman numeral for 10 studio intro. See why I got to spoil my plans. Oh. Um, I was reviewing those dark days from the pre-Russ era, you know, a century ago. It led to a few questions. Would you rather we have drafted Russ instead of Brock and he eventually took over for the sheriff or we had brought in Kyle Shanahan as head coach and drafted Josh Allen. How much more success do you think the franchise have had in the last decade in these scenarios? I would definitely go Kyle Shanahan and Josh Allen. So it's Kyle Shanahan, Josh Allen, or what? Or Russ drafted instead of Brock. You got to take the two instead of the one. Yeah, I'm taking Josh Allen. I'm also not messing with the timeline. If we can just keep everything the same and keep that Super Bowl without, like, I know Russ instead of Brock should be. Yeah. Only helpful, but still, you are, just don't you touch are the timeline. Risking, yeah, just don't touch the what timeline. What if Peyton and Russ hate each other or something? Like, <laughs> wow, it throws off the chemistry. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> also, Kyle Shanahan and Josh Allen. Josh Allen's my favorite player in the NFL. So, yeah, it's hard not to like him. Um. 
He says, also, given Rippon's involvement and apparent progress this offseason, it seems that Russ is a bit more inclusive or tolerant of young QB talent than Peyton was. Presuming that we have Russ on a six-ish year deal, when and how should we go about getting younger talent in behind him, potentially for the post-Russ era? As I famously made up, if you're planning for the future, the best time to start is yesterday. Uh, we have the Duke and the Sheriff in Broncos country lore. What is Russell, given his proclivity to ride some kind of horseman? Cheers, Alvada Luke. I think he's Russ. Mm. Yeah, just for us, keep it simple. Um, but also, I think he's Sierra's husband. <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah, the future is Russ right now. You don't have to be thinking about the future at quarterback. Yeah. If you're thinking about the future at quarterback, if it's not Russell Wilson, then you have a massive issue on your hands. Yeah, yeah. but it's like Aaron, like Aaron Rodgers was drafted, you know, a few years before Brett Favre. So like, but not six. I think that's the scenario. Is someone who's super talented who falls in the draft. Like, you're not doing it now, but three years from now, someone super talented falls in the draft and, like, you have the 31st pick. You're just like, screw it. Let's take it. Yeah. Ideally, what, one year on the bench? Two, two. two. That just doesn't happen anymore, though. It doesn't. Yeah. I mean, I mean for Pat the most Mahomes did it. For one year, and he's, like, the only person in forever. Yeah. But it's, it was a unique scenario where they had Alex yeah. Smith and he was legit. And it's like like Minnesota brought in Kellen Mond, but he sucked. In an alternate universe where he played better last year, they probably don't give Kirk Cousins the extension. Yeah. I don't, he's probably think, I don't think you should be looking for a replacement in this first contract. I agree. Okay. I do agree. From Onion Booty Bronco, Zach, RK, and Hank. Hello, it's been a minute and a half since I commented. Hope you haven't forgotten about the booty. I sure haven't forgotten about you. I remain steadfast in my listening practice. Er damn day. I return to you with pleasant news. I will be attending Russ's inaugural home match at Mile High. I will be stopping by the bar. I can't wait to see it. Maybe we can imbibe in a Breckenridge brewski or 10 together. Mm -hmm. Hank, I welcome you aboard belatedly. I love your energy and perspective. You also have a kind face. (laughs) Broncos country, let's ride. With love. Onion Booty Bronco. Burnside's over here. Nobody can see it. <laughs> booty spread and love to Hank. There we I've go. I've never we thought of that own. term before, but Hank does have a kind face. <laughs> you do have a kind face. Like if you saw him in public, you'd be like, that guy's probably nice. <laughs> also, yeah. if if any of these new owners call a game a match, that's a red flag. Lewis mm. Hamilton absolutely could what do it. He calls it a Grand Prix. <laughs> the He's Grand like, I'm so Prix excited for the, grand, the Seattle oh Grand Prix in week one. It's like the good old thing. He, he, Rob Walton could show up and just be like, yeah, so when's the match? And you're just like, whoa, like, this is a red we're flag. We're not talking about polo, buddy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Next one coming in from Bronco. It says, afternoon, guys. I'm curious now that we're a couple of weeks into camp. What has been your thoughts on Nathaniel Hackett and the staff thus far? How have they been more or less? Have they been more or less of what you expected? How does this camp compare to past ones with Fangio and Joseph? What has surprised you most about this staff thus far? The pressers tend to be a lot better these days, but that's all I can really see from my end. Cheers. I feel like the players are, like, happier. Mm -hmm. It's just one thing I've noticed. Like, they just seem like they're in a good mood, um, except for Draymond Jones. But it just feels like everyone's, like, smiling, having a good time out there. Um, One skirmish, that seems like it's low. Mm -hmm. I feel like usually by this point of camp, we're at least at four. Skirmish on Thursday, I think? Yeah. There's got to be a skirmish. No, that would be bad. No skirmish? No. Team on team? No, no. Uh, Against the Cowboys. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, one team against another team? Yeah. I think there's a skirmish. I'm going to say no. I think there's... Yeah, we're going... Okay. I'm pro skirmish. Wait, Um, pro skirmish or think there's a skirmish? Both. Okay. I like Mm -hmm. it. It's not going to happen. Think (laughs) and want it. Uh, It always does when joint practices happen. No. Yeah, it happened with the Bears. It happened with the Niners. Okay, I'm going to take the no. I'm, I'm still taking a no. 
plus 200. There we go. Um, I love it. Um, the one thing I just don't like is like what you were saying earlier today about how like Nathaniel Hack was like, oh, I might, maybe I wouldn't have done that, but it's practice. Like, yeah. I just, you need to approach practice like the games. Yeah. yeah. But like you go kick the field goal then. Eh, that's no fun. A punt. You got punt on that first You're one. You're practicing what you would do in a game. That's <laughs> the point. If I have to watch one more punt practice, I'm going to lose my mind. By the way, someone asked about the punting competition. I'm pretty sure it never started because Zach got laughed at for asking about it, which I think was because he was saying, like, it's not really a competition. We just brought that guy in so we can have left-footed punts. Shank from Sam Martin today, though. Ooh. A big, really ugly one. What I was told, Ryan, because I agree with you, it was the opposite. It was... Obviously. It was, why would we have two punters here if it's not a wide-open competition? Oh, I love to hear that. And I was also told... That's why I'm part of the waiters. I was told, trust your eyes. Ooh. Wow. Yeah. Corliss crew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Corliss on. getting one, a lot of... Uh, one, one name. A lot of attention. No, it's the Corliss crew, a.k.a. the waiters. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Gham <laughs> says, hello, fellas. Been a while since I've commented on the pod. Just wanted to... Or, just wanted to drop by and give you all fighter pilot call signs. What does that mean? He's a fighter pilot. So have you, he's... Don't ask me if I've seen Top Gun. Have you not? No. The hell is wrong uh... with you? What the hell is wrong with you, Ryan? <laughs> there was a sports game on that day. There, Ryan... It's every day. Exactly. It's there. Not the sports, the movie is. No, so are sports. Oh my God, they're go watch day. that movie. Have you Ryan seen the first one? Ryan doesn't go no. to movies. You uh... didn't know this, Hank? No, I don't I watch know, well-known fact Gun. of Ryan. It's, it's Top Gun. It's not that Gun. I don't watch movies. I don't watch anything except sports. Watch Top Gun. No. I have, I have. Seen oh the first my goodness, one. those are two of my favorite movies. Wow. Also, I first really don't second. like Tom Cruise. Okay, but that's Big separate. It's about guy. the movie. Separate the art from the artist. That's what D Line always says about the cancel people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, By the way, speaking of D Line designing things, Nathaniel Hackett was wearing a shirt on saturday the dark side um the dark side one wow. and he was asked like oh can you tell us about your shirt and he said yeah d line uh created it for me and was, oh my god and then it took me a second i was like oh the defensive yeah, line yeah yeah also they should have had d line make that shirt because yeah. that one kind of sucks uh, i don't know if it sucks but it could be better okay okay enough. your call sign ryan yours is ryan tiger koningsberg for all the love of golf and gambling. Yeah, actually, when I was a kid, my dad called me Tiger. Mm, I like wow. that. That's a good nickname. Zach, yours is Zach Diva <laughs> Stevens for obvious reasons. <laughs> this is the best fake narrative we've ever created. I love it. Henry, yours is Hank Sprinkler Chisholm because uh, your laugh kind of sounds like a lawn sprinkler. Wow. I was thinking because it's about to, I'm about to run to the bathroom since it's over. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. I thought you were going to say to make it rain. Like so like when do you use these call signs it's when you're up in the plane you're like yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, diva are you we got a bank left oh diva. so they're just nicknames yeah yeah yeah. essentially so yeah, we the use sick. them in non uh what is this uh non-pilot terms or non-pilot situations when like we're doing our pods and our videos and stuff cool sounds good take it away tiger Pink <laughs> hank stand says broncos fans have long uh, been beating their heads against the wall about the right tackle yes. position. The team, however, has not solved the issue. Is it possible that with mobile QBs becoming the trend, the position is not uh, not as highly valuable as it once was? Locke was mobile and had a very low sack rate. Russ has played behind poor O-lines for years. Are we, the fans, out of step with what the coaches value? Do they expect mobile QBs to essentially normalize the right tackle in terms of paying out huge contracts to the position? Uh, I don't think so. Especially now that they have the outside zone. Like, you're running right so much yep. and right at that tackle. Yep. 
Maybe trade for Tevin Jenkins. He's on the block. Second round pick last year. He was awesome. Before what's he his, got the NFL. What's his issue? Oh, he sucks. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Yeah. <laughs> he finishes. Also, Zach, you were spot on about the Sutton Darby baby front pack mossing. As a dad, I can confirm your analogy. Hank, your Twitter game today was next level. Hey, Thank you. Love the Hank working on was he being uh, sarcastic or did you, you bring your game up a little bit? I don't remember any good tweets. Ah, oh. sad. <laughs> and Big Hank Stan finishes this out by saying, Zach, can I get a... M- Muted for old times. I, I can bring, I can bring it back now. There you go. You were like video muted yesterday when you were messing with Alexis's hair. <laughs> yes, I was. Thank goodness. Thank the best mute that I've ever had. Yo Bronco says, "Howdy, gents. Been a long while since I commented, but I'm still listening most every day. I appreciate all you guys do to bring the people great content. Can you listen most every day? Most every day, yeah. Most every day. It's like every day, but." Not actually. Most. Okay, so it's not every day. It's not every day. So it's, it's most, most days. Every day. mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, clean that up. Every day. Every, yeah, it should be not, every yeah, day. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Wild Bronco, Hank's calling you out here. Also, as of today, Sheriff Pikey and I will be attending the Texans game, and we are both beyond stoked to come to the DNVR bar. We both we we are both hoping to get in on the tailgate party beforehand and hang with other diehards. As a side note, this is my first in-person Broncos game. Got any tips that a first-timer needs to know before going into the game? Go Broncos DNVR and cheers to RK, Zach, and Hank. Did we just, love you, Wild Bronco. Did you just tell us he's bringing the cops to our party? I think so. So, yes, Sheriff Tifton Pikey. County. Is that in Colorado? Uh, Jeff Pikey's a sergeant in the sheriff's office in uh, Tipton, Tipton County. All right. Okay. Well, wow. Don't Not arrest me. be on our me. P's and Q's. Yeah, I never am. <laughs> um, all right. I think, is that it that we got? That's you were just like it. pulling random ones out. I mi- uh, did I miss that one? <laughs> uh, you must have, yeah. Right, I don't sounds- think I made that up. Right? It what if been, I did? That would have been an And one more here coming from... <laughs> all right that is going to wrap it up for us today uh hit us with a thumbs up on your way out we especially need the thumbs ups today um because we are not broadcasting to as large of an audience on our backup channel here so you got to help us boost it up and get it into their feeds um we appreciate everyone who did find us today and tune in and we will catch you I'll take you